Welcome to another edition of The Raven Narratives. I'm Sarah Severson. And I'm Tom Yoder. We are the co-producers of The Raven Narratives. Our next live storytelling events are coming up soon on March 3rd and 4th, when the theme will be trust. Find out more information and get your tickets now at sunflowertheater.org. The story you're about to hear was told by Brad Tafoya at our live storytelling event in October, when the theme was forces. Brad is a Colorado Western Slope native who tries desperately every year to balance his love of the outdoors with a sometimes paralyzing sense of responsibility and duty. When he's not playing or spending time with his family and friends, he toils away as a CPA counting beans, although he is terribly bad with numbers. Here's Brad's story. It's 1974. I'm four years old. My sister is five months old. It's a warm spring day. I'm outside playing with my cousins Rick and Scott. We're laughing, wrestling, and rolling in the dirt like only cousins can. I hear a yell to come back up to the house. I'm instantly annoyed because I'm having so much fun. As I stomp, defiantly up the hill. I look up and I see my mom sitting in my dad's car. She has her feet on the ground. As I get closer, I realize that she's got her face in her hands and she's bent over sobbing. My dad is standing above her, looking down at her. As I get to the car, my dad kneels down, places his hands on my shoulders and says softly, son, I'm leaving, I'm not coming back. I know my mom is hurting, but I don't really know what his words mean. And so I look at him and I say, okay, can I go back and play now? A few years later, my mom remarries. Mac is an ex-Marine and a Vietnam vet, a real tough guy. He likes to make me do sit-ups and push-ups and swallow Copenhagen just to toughen me up. He's a good man at first, but he gets severely hurt and can't work. For an ex-Marine whose life is built on toughness, um, he can't deal with this. He falls into a deep depression and alcoholism. He takes his anger and frustration out on us. He constantly tells my sister and I, you'll never amount to a pile of shit. I see the toll that it's taking on my sister. My mom doesn't know. I say to her, either he goes or I go. She kicks him out. I'm 15 years old. I see my dad one more time. He often comes to town um, to visit his brothers and sisters and brings his other family. I'm told that I should meet with him and talk to him and get to know him. Finally, in the summer of 1987, when I'm 17, I decide to speak with him. It's the annual Cherry Days Festival in Peony, Colorado. We're walking around the park. I can hear the hub of families picnicking. I can hear the kids screaming at the carnival. I don't remember any else, anything else about that day except for 
when I turn from him in anger as he says to me, when you're old enough, you'll understand. I spend the next four years watching my mom work two to three jobs just to put food on the table. It's October 2013. I've just moved the essentials into a one-bedroom garage apartment after my wife and best friend of 20 years decide to separate. As the range of emotions flow over me, I bury my face in my hands and I see my 17-year-old self walking away from my dad, saying, divorce will never be an option for me. And I, and I cry. I can't stay there long, though. It's October 1st, and I have a major deadline on October 15th. I've got taxes to do, a CFP exam to, to pass a month after that, and then you're in tax planning. So I soldier on. It's January and I finally find some time to myself. I take an unplanned trip to Telluride. Nothing is planned, even a place to stay. Again, accountants just don't do this sort of thing. <laughs> I spend several days living in the moment and doing whatever my heart desires. I begin to find myself. I hear about a band that I never heard of playing at some place called the Sheridan Opera House. On a whim, I decide to go, and I find myself dancing to Elephant Revival, like I've never danced before. Dancing like nobody's watching, because I finally realize that nobody is. <laughs> My last night in Telluride, I'm sitting at a bar, a big L-shaped bar, I'm drinking a glass of whiskey. I'm listening to the hubbub around me, and my eyes come to rest on two old men at, at the other side of the bar. I don't know their story. I think they're in their mid-70s, and I, I just get this feeling that, that they're single, that they're alone, that this is their night on the town to go out and have fun together. And as I watch them, I realize that if I can't work things out with my wife. That could be me 30 years from now. I ask myself if I'm okay with that. I don't know the answer. It's May. I've survived another tax season of stress, taxes, and separation. I choose not to join my best friends on a trip to see the Kentucky Derby because I know that my soul needs to be alone. As I drop into Dark Canyon with nothing, with only what my backpack will carry, I wonder how I'll do down there. I've never backpacked solo. Will I go stir crazy? Will I spend the week crying? Or will I break camp and hot-foot it out there at the first snap of a twig? I spend several days exploring, rock hopping, skinny dipping, and doing nothing but sitting on the rocks, listening to the sound of the wind as it plays with the cottonwoods, as it makes its way up the canyon.
or heard that sound just again today, and it took me back to Dark Canyon. Every night, as darkness falls, I put my headlamp on, and I either read or I fall into my tent. You know, because the light from that puny headlamp and the mesh of that tent is going to save me from whatever's out there, right? <laughs> the last night is different. I sit in the sand with my back against a cottonwood, my feet firmly planted in the ground. As darkness falls over me, I listen to the sound of the stream as it gurgles by. I hear a chorus of frogs in the background. I hear the wind whispering through the trees. And I sit there in the dark of Dark Canyon, doing nothing for hours. I realize for the first time in my life, I'm not afraid. And I believe I know the answer to the question posed in Telluride. It's August. I've had several more moments of strength and clarity. Each time I come back, ready to speak my truth. But something always gets in the way. It's not the right time. It's not the right moment. I feel that I'm being noble, responsible, and protective for waiting for the right moment. It takes a conversation with a friend who's going through something similar that makes me realize that I'm doing the exact opposite. She says to me, why couldn't he just tell me? Did he not think that I was strong enough to handle this? And I realized in that moment that I'm robbing my wife of her strength. I realize now that life is a series of moments, a series of snapshots, and that if we pay attention to them and we open our heart to them, they will guide us. My moments gave me the strength, clarity, and courage to understand that sometimes what two people need, in fact, the only thing that will work for them is to understand for them to be their best selves, sometimes divorce is the only option. Thank you. Thanks, Brad, for telling that story. To hear more stories like this one, subscribe to the Raven Narratives podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, where you can also leave comments and share the stories with your friends. To pitch your story for a future Raven Narratives live storytelling event, just go to our website at ravennarratives.org and fill out the form on the contact page. You can also see a photo gallery of our storytellers there and find out what the themes will be for upcoming events. The Raven Narratives is a production of KSJD Community Radio in Cortez, Colorado. Find out more at ksjd.org. Support for the Raven Narratives comes from Red Scarf Shots Photography Studio in Durango, Colorado. Find out more at redscarfshots.com.